Welcome to How to Teach a Language, a workshop for one-on-one -on -one language teachers podcast. This is a podcast for those of you who teach a language one-on-one -on -one, in person or using one of those platforms that enable you to teach online. In this podcast, I'm going to help you become an informed, reflective, and effective language teacher by sharing with you how to teach a language based on my knowledge from the studies and literature from the field of second language acquisition, the field that studies every aspect of how we learn a language, and also from my own experience as a language instructor and as a language learner myself. So let's get started. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of our podcast, How to Teach a Language. I am Joel Zarate, and it is a pleasure to share a new episode with all of you. In this episode, I am going to first welcome you and say a few things in Korean, and then we'll get to the content of this episode. If you are new to the podcast, Listen to episode 2 titled Learn Things in Other Languages where I explain in detail this activity about saying something in other languages. Alright, let me give it a try. Annyeonghaseyo. Annyeonghaseyo yorobun. Chae chinesoyo. Choun achimimnita. Choun ohuimnita. Chon Chonyokipnita How to teach a language podcasteru tuku isupnita Modu Juanyonamnita How to teach a language podcastre Oshin Koso Juanyonamnita Podcastero Tirodushaso Kamsamnita Ono Pionong Pambobe Kwanan Podcastimnita Uriga otoke tanano noro peonanji iahie bobshida. Nane joel sarateibnita. Che iramun joel sarateibnita. Añani gaseyo. Tamapeyo. Kamsamnida. Chongmal kamsamnida. Cha shijahapshida. Alright, that was Korean. Remember that at the end of this episode, you can hear the phrases from the native speaker who taught me the phrases, and you can find the PDF with the phrases on the webpage for this episode, so that you can give it a try and see if you can also learn these phrases as well. Well, in this episode, I am going to talk about one strategy that you can use to help your students to learn grammar in a communicative context to be able to notice a grammar property or a grammar rule that you want to emphasize when you are teaching them in context. And this strategy is part of a group of strategies from textual enhancement 
that allows you to manipulate the input in a way that you can provide your students with opportunities to notice grammar properties, grammar rules that you want them to notice as you are communicating with them. So this strategy is called input flood. And the idea with input flood is that you provide plenty of examples of the property that you are trying your students to learn, that you are helping your students to notice, while they are, of course, concentrating on understanding and also on communicating with the message that you are giving to them. So with Input Flood, what you do is you pick one particular property that you want to highlight throughout the conversation, throughout the message that you're offering to your student, and then you provide lots of examples of that particular rule. Let's say, for example, that you are teaching your students to speak Spanish and that you are covering a very basic rule that tells us that to speak in the first person, to say, I speak, I eat, in the present tense, what we do is that we remove the ending of the verb and we add the ending O. So we say, yo hablo, yo como, yo vivo. So what I would do, what input flood tells us to do, is to provide lots of examples of this particular property in the input that you are giving to your students. So when you're planning your lesson, let's say that you want your students to be able to get experience using the present tense, you design your lesson, you design your communicative activity in a way where you are providing a lot of examples of this particular conjugation in context. Now, one thing to keep in mind when you are using input flood is that you must provide students with comprehensible input. If you give students a lot of input that is just beyond their level where they are struggling to understand and they are struggling to make the connections between vocabulary and sounds or the endings and the sounds, when they are struggling and they are trying to figure out the language that you're providing to them, then that's going to cause cognitive overload on your student's part. And this activity, your activity with input flood, is not going to be very effective. So for that reason, what you want to do what you want to make sure that you do when you are using input flood is that you provide comprehensible input to your students. That you're making sure that your students are understanding and they are not struggling to make the connections 
between form and meaning. And when we are saying form and meaning, it just means the way that language is represented symbolically with what it represents in speech. Basically, for example, a word like duck, it's just a representation. It is a symbol. Duck just represents the animal and the animal itself, that's the meaning. So that's what form meaning connection means. If you ever hear that, that means the way it is represented and, and what it communicates, what that piece of language means. So what you want to do is make sure that your students are able to understand what you're communicating to them. Another important part, another important thing to do when you are using input flood is that you want to just focus on one property at the time. What that means is that, again, in Spanish, when we talk about I do, you do, she does, he does, we have all these different conjugations for different persons. What you don't want to do when you are providing input flow is to give examples of all of them at the same time. That's not what you want to do. What you want to do is pick one or two that can facilitate the communication between you and your student and then you focus the activity, you focus the lesson on those. So again, let's say we're using the present tense. You want to just concentrate on you and I, those two, because to communicate, you just need to say, I speak Spanish. Do you speak Spanish? When you're asking that question, when you are communicating, you only need those two. So you can concentrate only on those two. What you can do in your lesson is at the beginning, when you're just about to start, you can do maybe five minutes where you review the grammatical property with your student so that he or she is familiar with the particular property that you want to cover during your conversation. You can spend just a few minutes going over that particular property and then you can get to your communicative lesson and provide lots and lots of example of the rule that you're highlighting. So that is input flood and I hope that you can integrate this strategy into your communicative teaching to be able to help your students to really develop the subconscious command of the language. I am going to be sharing more strategies in the future and also in the future I am also going to demonstrate how to use some of these activities in some languages. That way you can see how they can work. And for now, I'm just going to leave you with the audio from the native speaker who taught me the phrases in Korean and see if you can learn a little bit of Korean. Thank you everyone for listening to this episode and I'll come back next time with another strategy that can help you become a better language instructor. 
a reflective language instructor and an effective language instructor. See you then. 안녕하세요. 안녕하세요, 여러분. 잘 지냈어요? 좋은 아침입니다. 좋은 오후입니다. 좋은 저녁입니다. SLA 워크샵 팟캐스트를 듣고 있습니다. 모두 환영합니다. SLA 워크샵 팟캐스트에 오신 것을 환영합니다. 팟캐스트를 들어주셔서 감사합니다. 언어 배우는 방법에 관한 팟캐스트입니다. 우리가 어떻게 다른 언어를 배우는지 이야기해봅시다. 나는 조엘 자라떼입니다. 제 이름은 조엘 자라떼입니다. 안녕히 계세요. 다음에 봬요. 감사합니다. 정말 감사합니다. 자, 시작합시다. 안녕하세요. 안녕하세요, 여러분. 잘 지냈어요? 좋은 아침입니다. 좋은 오후입니다. 좋은 저녁입니다. SLA 워크샵 팟캐스트를 듣고 있습니다. 모두 환영합니다. SLA 워크샵 팟캐스트에 오신 것을 환영합니다. 팟캐스트를 들어주셔서 감사합니다. 언어 배우는 방법에 관한 팟캐스트입니다. 우리가 어떻게 다른 언어를 배우는지 이야기해봅시다. 나는 조엘 자라떼입니다. 제 이름은 조엘 자라떼입니다. 안녕히 계세요. 다음에 봬요. 감사합니다. 정말 감사합니다. 자, 시작합시다. All right, that is all for this episode. If you like the podcast, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcast, on your iPhone, iPad, or on iTunes. If you are using a different app, and if the app that you are using allows you to rate the podcast, please rate the podcast to help the podcast grow. If you want to explore my other podcast, you can find the links to my other podcast and my website on the show notes. Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast, and I hope you enjoyed it. And I'll see you on the next episode. See you later. Adios.